you know, yeah, tenant first, house first. I've done both. I probably have done more house first just because I've had literally tired and frustrated landlords. You're listening to the Right Club Podcast, where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live. Come grow with us and join our community at therightclub.com. And now your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi. Hey, Right Club Nation, it is Sarah Larby here. And before we get started, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Have you checked out The Rock yet? Well, that's our Right Club online community. It's a place where you can find your real estate investing and business answers and network with like-minded people. And we've got interactive forums, all the podcast episodes, hours of videos, a wide range of real estate investing training and education, tons of great information. It's free to join. Be sure to come grow with us at The Right Club com now on with the podcast welcome back right club community another episode of the right club podcast i'm alfonso salemi and i'm here with my co-host sarah larby how you doing sarah i'm doing great the weather is starting to uh to turn at the point that we're recording we had a few nice days of uh 18 20 degree weather which is awesome that you know the sun the warmth some wine and food that is like the key to my heart i do not need anything else so I am, I am doing great. What about you? Yeah, likewise, man. Getting a little sun on this really white, bald head of mine. Uh, getting the rays in and enjoying the nice weather. And uh, yeah, really kicking it up. We just had our fourth year anniversary event uh, for, for Right Club. Can't believe it's been four years. And this is probably coming out a little bit later than that. So we're well into that. And we're getting into almost close to 200 episodes, uh, 150, 200 episodes of the Right Club podcast. So many amazing guests speakers, people, educators, and investors, and really human beings that we get to talk to and speak with. And uh, today is no different. We get to talk with Cam Rowland. Uh, we're, we're crossing the country. We're crisscrossing up, down, coast to coast to coast, uh, meeting all different types of people. And, and Cam is an amazing investor. He's out of Winnipeg. Um, and I got to meet Cam a few years ago through the, uh, the Rent-to-Own Association, the Canadian Rent-to-Own Association uh, for, for Professionals Care Op. And yes, he, he's coached so many different people. Him and I you know, oftentimes, you know, every couple of weeks or months, we'll, we'll have a chat. What's going on in the industry? What's new? How to adapt? How to change? It's just like anything, right? If you're making hamburgers, it's different than 20 years ago. If you're doing rent to own, if you're doing real estate investing, it's different than 20 years ago. How do you improve yourself? Keep getting better. And I love that we talk so much about the mindset, right? Is not that I can't, it's how can I? And uh, that's from, I think, yeah, Robert Kiyosaki. And uh, that's really what the spirit of the right club is, is how can I? So if there's something, some goal you want to achieve in the real estate investing world, making partnerships, building your team, learning more, you're at the right place. Thanks for listening today. And uh, yeah, we're, we're super pumped to have you. Awesome. Let's bring in Cam. Cam, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Sarah. Awesome. I'm, I'm excited to have you on now. You know, we, we don't always talk to, you know, as many people as we would like out of Ontario. So I'm really excited for, for today because, you know, we get a, a different feel for a different markets, a strategy that might work differently in the market that you're in. But before we do get started for the Right Club community, are you able to give us a little bit of information on how you got started in real estate investing and what your strategy is? Yeah. Uh, so back in 06, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad took his basic principles. I've been wanting to invest for some time, but you know, I think I probably waited six years until I took action, which of course I regret, but um, read the book, took the basic principles and I bought 
first place, you know, and uh, I was hooked after that. And so I just kind of kept going and, and bought more and then learned different strategies and, and then, you know, quit my day job and just kind of kept on going. So I've done a lot of different stuff, uh, land development, apartment block builds, um, flips, burrs, all that sort of stuff. I spend most of my time these days doing rent owns as well as coaching other investors how to do rent owns successfully. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I've had the good fortune to know Cam for, for a little while now, and he's also uh, a part of the Canadian Association of Rent Own Professionals and, and many of the uh, members of the association have uh, no cam or, or taken one of his classes and, and your true inspiration. So I wanted to mention, I wanted to go back to something you said, you know, you had read the books, taken some classes, and it took you a little bit of a while to, to get started, right? You know, I said almost six years and you regret it now, right? Well, we always, you know, hindsight's 2020 as always, but you know, what was it that you think that stopped you specifically, you know, or, or, or made you wait that long? Was it you weren't ready? You didn't have the money? You need more knowledge? Um, maybe for those listeners that have been in and around the real estate world for a little while and looking to take action, but it's been a while, maybe you can give them some encouragement or some feedback, at least from your own story. Yeah, probably two or three things. Um, knowledge, obviously, is one. But I think even bigger than that, fear. Fear of whatever that is, right? Some people are afraid of what other people will think or say of them. Uh, fear of making a mistake and losing money. Uh, those were probably the things that held me back. And um, But, you know, taking action is what, what really turned that over for me because, you know, like up until that point is just, yeah, you, you, you are too concerned about what other people think or losing some capital or whatever. And it's, it's learning something new, which means that you've got to, you know, experience new things. You got to flex new muscles and that can be painful because it takes you outside of your comfort zone. But, you know, as we know, growth happens outside of our comfort zone. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if you stay in your comfort zone too long or you have analysis paralysis, I mean, you're going to look back 10 years and, and have, you know, not achieved where, where you could achieve by, by stepping out of that. Um, so I want to, because you're out in Winnipeg and uh, you're, you do the, the lease to own or rent to own or, or lease options, I think they're probably interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Um, can you walk us through how you structure um, everything? Because I think one of the things that you've done really well um, is been able to do this without using your own money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to answer that question, how do you structure them? I mean, I mean, <laughs> you know, how much time do we have? But uh but I'll keep it really short. Uh, you know, it's um, what I did. So on my first one that I did, I, uh, you know, like you look back, and you go, how did I put that together? It's like, cause it was, it ended up being really a sweet deal. So I put together three pieces. So I found an investor who wanted to invest with me. It was my first investor who reached out to me because of I was just excited about what I was doing. I wasn't asking anybody for money. So anyways, they said, yeah, we want to invest with you. And I started looking for houses. And um, so kind of at that time, I was at a spot where I knew I wanted to quit my day job. And this looked like it could be a really good strategy. So, So I hired a coach and I put this deal together. And so I structured it so that the, like my money partners were on title, They qualified for the mortgage. They put the down payment. And I was just a sideliner at that point, other than, you know, everything. I'm running everything in the background, right? Putting a deal together. 
they bought the place. They actually never even set foot in the house, uh, the investors. Uh, like I brought the house to them and said, here's what we could do with this house. And then I found tenant buyers who wanted to be in that house. So that's called a sandwich lease uh, where my company is in the middle and I've got a tenant buyer on one side, investor on the other side. So I've put together a bunch of those. And when I put together that first one and I got a chunk of money up front and I was cash flowing monthly, my investors were happy. The tenants were looking after repairs. I sat and ran the numbers and go, this is totally duplicatable. And I just started doing that. And so over the next five years, I actually did uh, about 39 more of those deals using other people's money. So that's typically how I structure the deals. Now there's many, many other ways you can do it. Uh, you know, we were talking earlier, Sarah, about doing burrs. I've done burrs and turned them into an RTO as my exit strategy, you know, rent tone. Uh, I kind of think of it as a burrito, <laughs> if that works. And uh, it's I a love great... that term. That is, that is awesome. Yeah. And it, love it. And love it. Like it works because the same principles, but now you're helping a family get into home ownership and an exit strategy on it. And then you're making money on the flip and on the rent tone and, you know, like all the benefits that come with that. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Right, Club Nation, let's take a quick minute here to meet our sponsor for the week, Blackjack Contracting. They've been serving Niagara, Hamilton, and Brantford areas, and for the past three years, becoming the area's largest basement suite renovation specialist. That's right, and Blackjack works with real estate investors, both new and experienced, converting single-family homes into multiple legal suites and renovating properties to achieve their maximum potential and value. Absolutely. And they've completed over 100 units from Brantford to Niagara Falls and everywhere in between. They handle everything from permitting and design to final cleaning before you list your rentals. And they also have fully licensed electrical contractors certified with the ESA and take jobs of all sizes. Make sure to check them out at blackjackcontractinginc.ca and also follow them on social media at blackjackcontractinginc. And they say investing can sometimes feel like the biggest gamble of your life. But when you have blackjack on your side, the house always wins. So now back to the podcast. And now back to the show. Yeah, that, that sounds really cool. And, and you're getting me hungry there talk, talking about burritos. But uh, um, yeah, and that's and that's it's so true what you said, you know, how much time do we have today about structuring the different deals and you know you talk to five different rent to own people mm -hmm. or investors and you might have you know 20 different ways yeah. uh, of how to how to do the actual property so it sounded like for you you were looking for that property first right uh, making sure that you were buying that first especially in the sandwich lease and, and i know for those obviously uh learning about rent to owner and the rent to own there's a few different ways the client yeah. first property first and then for yourself that yeah. you're sandwiching where you have that so um what what uh what i guess strategy or, or which method have you found is, is is more successful or maybe some pros and cons of client first property first sandwich way of doing because i know you, you've worked in a couple of different uh, yeah. facets and, and even the burrito way right which is awesome yeah yeah i mean obviously you know burrito would be uh would be property first most of the time but um you know yeah tenant first house first i've done both uh i probably have done more house first just because i've had uh, literally tired and frustrated landlords throwing keys at me. I had this one guy we sat at Starbucks and he had a ball of keys. I was taking over four of his properties. And he says, I don't know what all these keys are for, but I trust you that 
you're going to figure it out. Right. And so that just kind of snowballed, you know, investors who hit, you've got a troubled property or they just are tired of dealing with tenants. And, and so, you know, just doing a lot of that way, there's pros and cons with both. Um, I've had, uh, uh, you know, clients who have been very successful in qualifying with the with the house first, where you know I put my sign out front, and I advertise, and they come see the house. And I've had people who you know we've helped find properties, and you know get it that way. I, you know, I did some research on on my deals in terms of you know what were the common traits of people who succeeded, and and it boiled down to about three or four things, and a lot of the you know stable income. Um, you know, and, uh, the other factor was a stable family. That's, that's the biggest thing that I seen. You can't always predict that. Right. But when I look back at my, you know, all my families that have qualified, those were, those were the common threads. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, cause if people break up or they get divorced and they have to leave, then, you know, that's, that's sometimes where you see these, uh, these rent to owns not succeeding as well as, as you would hope, because it sounds like, um, you know, I know Alfonso does this too, is, is the hope is that they, they do close on it and they, you know, obviously enjoy that equity and in, in the home ownership piece as well, yeah. which I think is important. Um, so how is it any different doing this in, in Winnipeg than it might be in Ontario or, you know, maybe if you could talk to us a little bit about, about the market, maybe differences, or maybe there isn't any because it's, it's a, a rent to own. Yeah. Obviously there will be some market differences. I've never, I've never done a rent to own in Ontario, but I do have students who are successful in Ontario and doing these deals. You know what? You can really do these anywhere that there's standard sale agreements and standard lease agreements. That's, that's the crux of, you know, what a rent own is. Now you'll get into markets where, you know, house prices are a lot higher and that's going to slow it down a little bit, uh, but it still can be done. And, um, you know, as I've been trained over the years, it's like, what, what's nice about doing rent own deals is that they are they kind of run independent of the quote unquote market in the sense that, you know, like right now in Winnipeg, uh, really hot, you know, there's few houses, there's a ton of buyers. So lots of stuff is going for way above list. And, uh, but there's, there's still rental clients that need my service. Right. And there's still tired and frustrated landlords, even in markets like this, there are, uh, you can buy homes that are, below market value. Now, lots of people will say it can't be done. It's like, well, it's being done. And, and, you know, we had a hot market back in 2011. I picked up some stuff there that was well below fair market value and, and have recently picked up a number of properties now in the last uh, five months that, you know, is under fair market value. So that's one of the things I love about the strategy is that it's creative and that it's really it really does run separately alongside of the traditional housing market. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and I want to add on to that as well to your, your clients, uh, the, the renters, the people in the homes have a different mentality when, when there's a runway that they want to own it at the end versus, well, I'm going to move out eventually a year or two. My landlord might sell one day, right? You, you have typically a better relationship with, with your, your tenants as well too. So there's exactly. a few factors and, and yeah, the family life you can't predict, 
Uh, and sometimes, you know, I wish we had like a, you know, a marriage counselor on staff for, for some of our projects, right? Because that would help. But, uh, but again, you know, we have to work with those fundamentals. So obviously with, with your experience, uh, you know, focusing with the, the rent to own, and then you said you've done all different types of projects. Um, and obviously, I, I personally think rent to own is the most creative strategy uh, out there because you are putting a couple of th different things together, investors and clients, homeowners, but maybe something that you can share one of your most creative projects, and it doesn't have to be a lease option, but it can be any of the projects that you've done that you're proud of and said, hey, you know what, I, 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 I really challenged myself, we, we overcame some obstacles, and uh, you know, it ended up being a great deal. So is there one project or, or some projects that, uh, that you think that way? Yeah, you know, I mean, there's there's a whole bunch that kind of pop into my head. Um, one of them was was a rent own deal early, uh, about four months after I quit my day job, and I had investor lined up. Uh, we made money in the buy. It was on MLS. We made money in the buy, and it was a sweet deal. And my investor can't remember why had to back out um, at the last minute. Like it, we had it under contract. And so uh, Kiyosaki's, I think his first book, he talks about take the word I can't out of your vocabulary. And so my, my, my old self would have been like, ah, we can't do the deal. I can't get an investor. Like everybody was in a time crunch. The, like the owners had to sell quickly. But instead, up on my whiteboard, I wrote, how can I? And then I started to list all these ideas of, of how, <clears throat> you know, how I could structure this deal brainstorming often a lot of your brainstorming ideas are crazy or stupid uh, but it's often those ones that will generate the best ideas that you can actually act on so I think I had seven things on there one of them was find another investor and the other one was qualify for the mortgage myself right and for those of you who have ever quit your day job and are new into owning a company recognize that typically banks traditional lenders won't lend to you until you got two years of good history and, and an upward trend. Well, I was four months into my, my, you know, self proprietorship. So anyways, I, uh, I, uh, I started pursuing that one. I was still pursuing the other ideas, but this one I pursued and long and short of it. Uh, I got the deal done with traditional bank financing uh, in my company name. And uh, yeah, there's a whole, I mean, that was quite a story in the midst of that. Uh, but anyways, I got that deal done when really everybody around me was saying it can't be done. And that deal generated me about 80 grand as a, as a no money down deal because I had other investor capital in, but I ended up qualifying for the mortgage. It, it netted me about 80 grand and my investor about 70 grand. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, Right Club Nation. We want to take a quick break from the podcast to introduce you to a longtime supporter of the Right Club and many members of the Right Club Nation, Mr. Dylan Suter of Elevation Realty. Dylan, take it away. Thank you so much for this opportunity. We, as Elevation Realty, are the sponsor for the real estate slot at the Right Club, and we have been attending since the second Right Club. We are an investment-focused, high-volume real estate team serving the Golden Horseshoe from Oakville down to Niagara. If you are looking to increase your cash flows or you want to find an incredible opportunity, we deal with builders, we deal with off-market opportunities, as well as we are very creative and negotiate the best deal for even on-market opportunities. We've helped a number of clients with the right club find flips, single-family rentals, duplex conversions, three- and four-unit renovations, 
all the way up to large residential buildings with high cash flow. A little bit about myself, if you haven't heard, personally, I've scaled over 300 doors in the last two years, which has given me a ton of experience in analyzing all the deals that may come across my desk for you. So if you're interested in learning more, please reach out to us at 905-592-4220, or you can email us at admin at elevationrealty.ca, that is admin at E-L-E-V-A-T-I-O-N, realty.ca, and let's sit down and create your investment dream portfolio. Guys, and I have to say, I stand behind Elevation and Dylan. They found me. My last few properties have done an amazing job. 100% recommend them. So thank you for all your hard work. Now, back to the podcast. And now, back to the show. That is awesome. I mean, you know, there's going to be ups and downs in every single strategy. And there's going to be some really awesome wins and some really awesome stories from it. Mm -hmm. So, you know... Somebody that's starting out that wants to get into rent to own, like what are some, you know, I mean, I know there's many things, but what are like maybe the top three things that if they want to be somebody that does this without using any of their own money and they want to find investors and bring tenant buyers, like what are three things that you recommend uh, they can do to, to move their way through to get started? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great question. Uh, well, I mean, start off just by educating yourself and, there are, there's a couple books out there. There's lots of information online, but don't follow three or more different people on the same subject because your brain will just be scattered unless, unless they're from the same team. But, you know, I've been at spots in my life where I've been following different people. And it's just like, they've all got great stuff to say and they're all finding success, but try to mix that in the pot and get results. Like, forget about it. Right. So, um, get some information and then take action on it. Right. Because what most people will do is they'll get information, they'll get information, they'll get information. And then they're just overwhelmed with, I don't even know where to start. So if you get some information, you know, like I, I send out some free guides. There's other investors that do the same when you get that information. And it's like, there's a couple of excuse me, aha moments in there, take action on those ideas and actually go out and start practicing them. If it's making a phone call, knocking on a door, posting an ad, that's where you're going to really start to learn. Now you can start implementing stuff. And when you learn new stuff beyond that, then you can step on the next step, right? As opposed to just having a ton of information. Now you don't know where to start. That would be the biggest thing I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. I love that fact. You know, don't follow more than three people. I think I'm going to start implementing that because you can. You get all different types of opinions and, and, and different. Everybody has their own way of doing things. You need to find your own, taking the best and worst from other people and making that into your own your own version of that. So, um, now again, you're you're coaching, working with a lot of clients these days. What are some of the mistakes or things that you're seeing that come up? Uh, more often than not, um, with with newer students, whether it's rent to own other strategies, um, but they're coming out of the gate and, and maybe they're getting a little discouraged, or maybe it's not happening as quickly as they wanted to. But what, what are some of the mistakes, or, or what are some of the obstacles that you've helped alleviate for for some of those uh, coaching clients that you work with? Yeah, I think uh, y- you know a big one is taking a regular, consistent action in that. Um, People will be super pumped, super excited. They'll dive into stuff and then they'll hit a roadblock. And that roadblock could be there. Someone close to them saying, oh, you're, you're stupid. You, this can't be done. Or 
you got to start making some phone calls and, and you can't do that uh, or you feel like you can't do that. And it's just like, you got to push through that stuff. And, and so to, you know, like the way I've got my stuff set up, my, my, my coaching program is like stuff is built upon each other. Right. So week two, you'll miss some stuff if you haven't watched week one. And so lots of people want to jump in, just, you know, give me the contracts. And so I've had some students who've got success, but they've set stuff up incorrectly because they didn't watch, you know, week three or whatever. And so it's about, um, you know, taking the time to understand what you're building as opposed to, you know, uh, you know, buying that really nice thousand dollar wardrobe at Ikea and, and go, well, I know all these parts, I can put it together. And 10 minutes into it, it's like, ah, oh, crap, I got to start this whole thing over again, because there is a piece that I put on backwards or, or I missed it. And that's the same with doing this, right? It's, it's about following the strategy, following the steps to get it done, uh, you know, successfully. And yeah. so uh, th that combined with, um, you know, just wanting stuff done immediately and, and uh, just recognizing that, you know, it's, it's, a, it's not a hundred yard dash to get your first deal done, especially if you want to get it done right. Yeah, absolutely. Steps are important and, uh, and following them. So team is also very important and having the right people on your team. Um, when it comes to this particular strategy, are you able to share, you know, who just profession wise, you know, your team members ideally would be and, and then maybe if you could do a second part on, you know, how do you work with them throughout, you know, whether it's three years or five years, the whole process uh, along the way to ensure that you, you know, that tenant buyer will essentially close on that property. Yeah. So you're asking team for myself to get a deal done. Yeah. So the team members, like it could be a mortgage broker, a lawyer, as an example, and then, you know, like, like communicating, I, mean, I guess like with a mortgage broker, for example, like as an, an, as an idea, I mean, you tell me if I'm wrong, but they would likely be having these ongoing conversations with the tenant buyer to make sure that by the end they're going to be closing. I mean, that's an example, yeah. but you know, you, you let, yeah. you let me know, cause you're the, you're the expert in all of this. For sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, especially early on someone, someone that I could go to who knew how to do these deals successfully, right? Like I don't know a lot of lawyers who, who know how to do rental and successfully uh, just because they don't do them. And they'll often do a piece here and there. And, and, you know, whereas, you know, my contracts have been built over, over years and have been through literally hundreds of lawyers because people look at them and stuff, but, but, you know, to have a lawyer that is on my team that understands now what I'm doing, because I've, I've taught a couple of different lawyers how I do these and, you know, how they're successful. So obviously, yes, a lawyer, you need to have someone who not only understands what you're trying to do, but also has got your back if you run into a roadblock. A mortgage broker uh, to help you, you know, determine for your uh, tenant buyer in terms of if they even qualify and, you know, helping them. Now, that's, that's a tough one uh, throughout the three years. And ideally, your tenant buyers motivated enough that they're taking the uh, the information which they got up front and they're and they're actively working towards it because I've had I've put together mortgage brokers and even even credit specialists with tenant buyer 
and but the mortgage broker can't get a hold of them or they're not responding right and so you know to that's just a you know human nature one that's really tough like you've you've put 10,000 you put 20,000 down and you're qualifying to purchase this house but you're not doing the basic basic things of you know pulling your credit every couple months or you're not responding to the mortgage broker so um yeah so i think those are probably two two of the key i mean people on my team that help support my staff or like my tenant buyers when they're in the property you know communicating with them well uh, we do what i call triennial visits where we get in the property and we talk about their credit as well as we talk about the condition of the house all that sort of stuff and so those those are probably the key things but i think for, for my growth what what helped me the most is, is having other people around me like we do in care up who are also doing the same thing that you can run stuff by each other and we do that in my coaching community as well just the ability to bounce ideas off here's a problem that i'm having what do i do because that really helps you move forward a lot quicker than sitting in your office by yourself going i don't know what to do yeah yeah no that, that's a great point there, there's one team that is helping you obviously with the transactional stuff and the actual buying selling you know coaching but then your larger team, the community of people, the, 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 you know, we talk about the five people that you speak with the most or within that professional industry of just getting different ideas. Um, and that's where I think real estate investing is very unique. And then get into your own separate niches when, you know, Sarah, I know talks to all different types of people that are doing the burst strategy and they're figuring out the newest and latest and greatest way. And, and I know with, with Kara, you know, we're always doing that as well too, saying, okay, well that worked in Winnipeg, it worked in BC, could it work in Ontario? Can it work out East? Uh, and, and doing that. And, and Cam mentioned something really important that I want to pick up on there. And I like how you said that the try annual visits, the conversations, the following up, this is the rent to own is not a set it and forget it type of strategy. Yes, you have your clients in there. Um, you, you're getting more cash flow. You have a future sale price, but it can't, you know, it's like leaving a cake in the oven and going for, I don't know, a five hour drive. Well, you want to make sure you're checking on it. It's rising properly. You're checking yeah. and doing that along the way. And there's nothing that's passive. Everybody wants that passive income and passive investing. Uh, it's like the least passive thing that you can do um, if you are on the operation side like Cam is. And I know he's an ethical operator and, and he's on top of his deals all the time and, and has a great investor base. So um, maybe uh, changing a little bit of direction now, but what, who are some of the influences or you know people that inspire you these days? Or I know you read Robert Kiyosaki. That's usually people's first step into the real estate investing world, but what are some of the, what's some literature or some books or maybe publications that you're keeping in touch with on a normal basis to keep you informed as, as an intelligent investor and a business owner as well too? Wow, uh, great question. I mean, I got, a, I got a ton of books that I have and as well as reread. Uh, probably the biggest book in my life for the past couple of years is Psycho-Cybernetics uh, by Maxwell Maltz. It's all about mindset. Uh, that's a huge game changer. Um, I probably, you know, the first time I read it, it's like, well, oh, it's a good book. And, and then most of it was over my head. And then I read it a year later after I'd been through some monumental failures. And it was like, holy smokes, this book is speaking to me. And, uh, you know, that was probably fall of 2019. I read it for a second time. And then that following year, I read and listened to it probably another 10 times throughout the year, just because so much information. Yeah, I still follow Kiyosaki. Um, I follow, you know, for some business stuff, 
you know, I just try to be a really avid reader. You know, the Sam Walton book is a fantastic book about, you know, how he, like as an entrepreneur, built stuff up. And like what I'm realizing now is so much more of business is about what I think about stuff than the actual transaction of doing a business. Because, and 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 so a lot of my reading is to the, to that side of it, right? About about how I think about stuff, about expanding my horizons, all that sort of stuff. I mean, other people, I mean, obviously I'm following a lot of this crypto stuff right now. Uh, and it's, that's expanding my mind. Forget about crypto, uh, but that's expanding my mind in terms of business and how things ebb and flow and all that sort of stuff. And so, yeah, there's just lots of different stuff. Um, I, there's a whole bunch of books on the tip of my tongue, but I'm not remembering them at this moment. And I just want to make sure we get that that title again. It was who's the, the author was Maxwell Maxwell Maltz Maltz okay uh, M A L T Z okay Psycho Cybernetics awesome yeah that's going to be my next go to Amazon purchase <laughs> once we get off the call okay. awesome Cam what are I guess we'll, we'll probably ask you one more question and then we'll go to the the lightning round but what are some of the goals that you've got for twenty twenty one hmm. Wow. That's, I mean, I've got a whole, whole whack of them. So, <clears throat> you know, uh, probably two, two macro goals in terms of business, um, you know, for my rent owned company square foot properties is to, to keep growing that and, uh, you know, to have, have an active uh, team. I had to downsize about two years ago. Uh, not because of rent own, something else that forced me to downsize. And that can be another conversation if you want to have that at some point. But so I had to pull back in a bunch of stuff in my life. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm um, expanding that again here at the spot and working with a couple investors to, to make that uh, much more um, bigger is a wrong word, but more effective, helping more families, doing more deals. And then on the flip side, uh, growing my coaching company, you know, I think every real estate investor needs to know how to put together a lease option successfully, because you're going to come across periods in, in your life. If you've never thought about doing one before, you know, if you're a, if you're an apartment block person or a burr or land development or whatever, the more experience you get, more people are going to come to you for advice and stuff. And understanding the power of the option and uh, the agreements for sale and all that stuff is so powerful. You can help people out of pickles that most people would just give up and they would lose the house or whatever. This is a great strategy um, to, to, to learn. And so I want to be the premier coaching company in Canada for rent owns for that purpose. Uh, you know, it's helped me quit my day job. I've helped a lot of families get into homeownership. It's a great way to, to make cash flow. And I, I just want to help people be able to do that the same. So those are my two macro goals going in the next five years. Yeah, and that's, you're, you're absolutely doing that, Cam. And anytime that, uh, you know, members of CareOp or even the Right Club community, they mention your name, nothing but praise. And, and you've done it the right way and the ethical way all, all the whole time. So, um, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's time for our lightning round. So uh, Cam, are you ready for the lightning round? I'm nervous. I don't know what you're going to ask. <laughs> All right. So same four questions for every single guest. 
This week's lightning round is brought to you by Butler Mortgages, Canada's number one mortgage brokerage three years in a row. If you need a great mortgage broker to help you with investing in real estate or to help you purchase your next home, reach out to Daniel Patton and Michael Zanzini from Butler Mortgages. You can do that by calling 905-569-8326 or toll free at one 888 and check out their website, butlermortgages.com, or by email, daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com, or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round. Cam, question number one, what is the best advice that you have ever received from another investor or at a networking event? Best advice. Uh, it's, it's really not about real estate. It's about mindset. Love that. You get the mindset right, you can get anything right. So awesome. And I kind of touched upon this, and I know you mentioned the book, but specific to real estate investing, what is your favorite resource? For real estate investing? Uh, favorite resource for real estate investing? Uh, interestingly enough, these days, I would say that it would be Facebook because you can connect with so many different people, right? Yeah, absolutely. Number three, Cam, what is the one attribute in your opinion that has made you most successful? Persistence. Love it. Love it. The persistence. Keep it going. All right. And the last question of the lightning round on a typical Sunday morning, what are you getting up to? I see the bike in the background if you're watching this. So maybe he's going for a nice ride in the nice, in the, in the summer months of Winnipeg, those 14 hours of summer. But, uh, um, what's, yeah, what are you doing on a typical Sunday morning? Coffee. It's the first thing. Um, hanging out with, with my wife, my kids are all grown up. Um, and, uh, we're going to church if we can go to church or we're doing online, um, and reading and just experiencing, uh, that. So it's, it's a, I love Sunday mornings cause it's a different pace. And, but yeah, those are the things, you know, often there's a couple pots that have gotten brewed and, and, we're learning, we're talking and uh, yeah, that's, that's a Sunday morning for me. Sounds nice and relaxing. Yeah. Cam, where can our right club community, our listeners know more about you? Where can they go to reach out if they wanted to? Yeah. So I'm mostly on Facebook and Instagram. Um, uh, you know, if you look up Cam Roland, Roland with a W R O W L E N D same with Instagram, lots there. Uh, my primary website is creative investor ca and um yeah that's where you can find me awesome awesome cam thank you so much for being so generous with your time your information your knowledge any last words that you'd like to share with the uh, the right club community yeah you know going back to that first question that sarah asked in the lightning round you know the quote that is so profound to me is whether you think you can or you think you can't you're right and that sums up life really and you know what you want to accomplish. I've seen it in my kids, you know, they'll sit at the table and they're freaking out because they don't know how to do something. And they, they say, I can't do it. I can't do it. You're right. But then you ask, you know, how can I? And it's just like, well, there's that, 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 and then you pursue it. Right. So, you know what, if, if there's one thing you take away, take the word can't out of your vocabulary. And when you want a new car, you want a new property, you want, uh, you know, a partner in life, you ask, how can I? accomplish that. 
That is great advice. I love that quote. Cam, thank you so much for being on the show. It was a pleasure having you on. Thanks for sharing your knowledge and your insights. Thank you for having me. Great seeing you guys. Thanks. Thank you. Cam is such a nice guy. That was a great podcast. And uh, I love his quote because it's so true. And whether you think you can or you can't, you are right. That was super inspirational. You know, any key one, one piece of, of takeaway that you want to share with us, Alfonso, that you really got out of today? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go and find that that book that you recommended there. That yeah. Maxwell, you said that that's a, an Amazon buy for you today. Uh, and and I love Cam because he's got an extensive library, uh, a lot of information. He's continually learning, right? He's been at this for a while. But yeah, like th- that that book. That's one. That's one takeaway. How about yourself, Sarah? Absolutely. I mean, I, I always find it fascinating just to learn about the different types of deals, the different types of strategies. Mindset obviously is 95% of your success. And, you know, he, he just seems like a very genuine, humble guy that looks to help others, which I think is awesome. On that note, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Uh, if you haven't checked out our website, therightclub.com, recently we have completely revamped it. It is awesome. Check it out, register. It is free to do so therightclub.com. And if you enjoy these podcasts, don't forget to leave a rating and review. On that note, Alfonso, what do we say to our Right Club community? Come grow with us. Thanks for listening to the Right Club podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at therightclub.com, where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.